0: production hello. value goes down hello <laughs> hi Jess hi guys <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I was literally thinking that we should, we should always start our podcast with one of us acting like we just told the other ones the story or something like and that's when I turned 21 <laughs> we don't know how oh, always, our podcast. I always walk yeah. in when the story's gone <laughs> right yeah <laughs> You oh, don't really. This is going to be a real chill podcast. Yay. excellent. Where we discuss about whatever the f we feel like it. And if it doesn't work at the end of the day, it doesn't work, and we don't <laughs> it. We have that power. We have. You don't just walk around and see bears on the street. You can avoid no. them. <laughs> it's not the olden days. Like I don't old. have to upload it. <laughs> A bear on the street. <laughs> exactly. I did take a whole bunch of notes about the ride, so when whenever... about what ride about the Tower of Terror ride. Oh, good. Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I told you guys I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. no. sorry, sorry, Jess. I do, I do remember, but that was like two weeks ago, and I didn't remember it. off the top of my head what ride you were talking about. Of course. Could have you been no any problem. ride at this point. I did zero research and uh, non-preparation. For what's I about only to did tiny. I did like the minimal research. And I'm just telling you now, the production value is going down. Yes, sir. What? Find the production value. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't do that right now. So like, you know how we talked about organizing this more?
1: Now it's less.
0: <laughs> 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 it's even less organized than it was before. So oh man! Maybe, maybe next time I'll have an outline and I'll send it to you, and we'll know what we're doing. But that's not today, guys. I'm just sitting here in my bunny socks. Oh, good. Oh, good. And they're excellent. Let me tell you. Are they excellent the ones I sent you? To be you? My- yes. Oh, good. They're fantastic, and they, they have all fuzzy. a tiny bow on each ear, and it's adorable also my my, so my big quarantine um thought process past few days has been mm. deeply considering that the next time i can safely get a haircut i want all of it off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i i've oh, had I'm thoughts gonna... like that too oh yeah 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 haircut wise yeah yeah um. just getting like a really short haircut and seeing how that works out not like was like pretty short pixie you cut cut had it before okay. like i have cut it before like 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 maybe a long bob or something but like (laughs) the same length as the last time you cut it short or shorter than that maybe shorter shorter (laughs) than that i'm telling you every day i think about it i'm sure it'll be adorable (laughs) right i'm sure it'll be super cute i've seen like all of my friends cutting each other's hair that are married and i'm like i'm not to that point no i don't know you won't cut mine but i am thinking about cutting his it's getting very it long. Easier though, as long as you have oh, yeah, one of those definitely. electric razors and you can, yeah. Have the, like I've done the boys before. I like, think I might be able to do it because I looked at a couple of videos of some, like for for this purpose, like people hairdressers are releasing videos, like you need to give a trim up to your husband or whatever. This is how you do it. <laughs> and I watched it. I'm like, I could do that. I think I could handle yeah. that. I think yeah. you can. Mom, sure. so long. a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How'd that like... go?
0: it was a good (laughs) couple weeks ago so it looked fine to me it just looked shorter like if if she just did the same thing you said just watched a bunch of videos where the the wives were cutting the man's hair and she just did that because she said the same thing she's like i know i can do that like i've done it before like when i was younger i I did it before i'm like when did you do that (laughs) i've never done it but i'm pretty confident that i can use a pair of scissors and not damage him too much she just and if i do it's gonna grow back because we're that's in, right, in quarantine yeah you know like everyone's gonna I'm have thinking. weird haircuts when they come out and you can just go get it fixed exactly that's what, that's what i feel like is like my motivation behind the idea of getting a short haircut because it's like it's the one thing you could do that quote-unquote is a crazy thing to do that is totally reversible right 100 like percent will not be the same scenario within a month so like no and also, I think the people cutting their own hair is not as bad as the people dyeing their hair pink because that's not as easily reversible.
1: Oh, I don't know why oh, no. anyone's dying their hair, man.
0: Oh, everyone's dyeing their hair like the craziest colors they can get their hands on. It's nuts. Like, why? I think that is super nuts. It's and nuts. I think it's bad. I think so too. It's like it literally to me looks like every time I go out in my car and I see people that have like green hair or blue hair right now, it looks like a sign of depression. I'm like oh man <laughs> you are all doing this like everyone in the world is going through this right now you're all dyeing your hair blue and purple and red mm-hmm. it's very maybe strange it. maybe it's maybe like not super. a good thing that's going to be like a stamp of in this time period like yes and that's when everyone dyed their hair blue and pink <laughs> and purple when they were in quarantine it's weird in the quarantine it's like we're in the twilight zone exactly which where where are to right to today's topic. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, actually, what brought us to this topic was that semi-recently, sis was fairly, fairly newly exposed to the Twilight Zone. Yes, <sighs> I was. Yeah. Please stop, I have stop not talking about that, sis. So all right, all right. Sure, let's start off on that. <laughs> Thank you. So I went, I deep did a deep dive into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> to go and when, when this unpleasantness started and it's it was delightful let's start off with that it's yeah. very delightful <laughs> where was it, it on, is like, it's a cool delight or something, or what was it on is on i think it, on. it might be on netflix oh that's cool i'm not positive yeah it that. is yeah okay i think on it is nice. Netflix because harrison was Chromecasting it from his phone and i think it was his netflix account so it is on that's netflix awesome. all of it is on netflix we should totally and, do that Yeah i didn't even i don't even think i've made it through like season i think there's like 156 original episodes altogether wow that's like yeah like of the black and white ones but i don't think i've even made it through season two yet and there's five seasons they all have a bunch of episodes in each of them which is good because i don't like when things are over yeah definitely (laughs) that's a great so i still have a yeah i have a long ways to go but i did like most of season one and they were excellent First of all, let's talk about the things I like about the Twilight Zone. Yeah, please do. Okay. First of all, yes. First of all, it's like 1959 when they start. This style is on point. Oh man. It's <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love all the costumes so much. All the sets are primarily on the WB lot, which I also love so much. Mary, you have not had the pleasure of going the WB lot yet. I have not. I know. Mary, well, Just and not I have both been on the you guys- tour. <laughs> So like, you just know what, what I'm for talking dad's about dad's birthday, right? no, yeah. The well, next time yeah. you come, we just need to go on the tour. Next time you come to Burbank, yeah. let's just book some tickets and just go. Cause yeah. like you need, you need to be on this tour. It will change everything you ever see from then on yes. in your whole life. <laughs> it really will. Like everything you'll see, you will be like, wow, that's a WB lot. Like you will not believe how many things yes. you've seen and loved that wow. are from that lot. And don't love, because literally last night for Pizza Night, we just watched (laughs) this really bad Terminator movie, like the newest Terminator. And I'm sorry, but I think it was super bad. I'm really sorry. I didn't see that one. For anyone who cares about that movie. But the whole thing is when they actually see Arnold Schwarzenegger, like spoiler alert. It's 100% that like house where they do all the haunted creepy horror movies where that guy told us and it's just this little tiny part of the forest that's like 100 really? where that was oh you would not believe how small that is though Mayor. isn't it just it's like them just directing the camera a different angle and they pretend yes. it's a different state or something like yes. <laughs> it's the same like five feet of oh my that original old school Hollywood magic but, but they use sure it today they still do it yeah they yeah. haven't changed like other than like CGI I don't think they've changed much Oh my when god. When it comes to like shooting things, especially on this set, there's they've been using this thing since like it was built in the 30s. And it's the same houses. It's nuts. There's like a, there is an episode of The Twilight Zone, the one where I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I have it. I have like a listing of the episodes up awesome. so I can try to remember the titles of them if I'm trying to tell you which sure. one it is. Okay, so it's called Monsters Are Due on Maple Street and that's the one you and I were talking about more with the, like the the witch hunt sort of thing yes 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 so yes, that's yes. called the, the monsters like... are due on maple street and it's episode 22 in season one what is the creator's name his yes. name is rod sterling yeah i feel like i think it's Serling I... without a t if i'm not mistaken yes yeah it's at... Serling. no it is because i, I, I wanted to say whole... sterling and it's not it's Serling. yeah i did that too like the the crucible like, aka, like, those sort of the witch hunt it seems to be a fairly regular theme. Yes. For in sure. In almost all of the Twilights. Yeah. Like, that seems to be, like, sort of the idea of, like, it being exposed to something you consider the other and then having, like, the worst reaction. Yeah. Literally <laughs> to it. It's funny to me that they never updated a house that they would build on set in the 1950s to look like a house that would be built in whatever 2012 right. whatever i don't know when they started yeah doing like that. where where's the modern block of houses like where is that the... i mean maybe there isn't one maybe they just always want them to look like they were built in the 50s i guess that could be like if it's an old town i guess they wouldn't have many new houses that's true i don't even know what like you would quote unquote consider a modern style because it always seems to be some sort of i think in like like, we want a tutor, but we want it to be in an open, like, it's, like, an open layout. It's more like the internal structure of a house is more modern than, like, what the actual, like, exterior of it. Right. Necessarily, the, well, outside of, like, sort of, like, obvious staples of, like, a certain decade, like, whenever you see some, I feel like sometimes there's, like, architecture from, like, the 80s or the 70s those like low little bungalows yeah. where like there's wood paneling and like mm-hmm. stucco that doesn't look like it should be involved with each other that's yeah kind of, that kind of style i think it's gotta be budget because like big budget things like for marvel like obviously like i've been seeing a lot of iron man this week like that's definitely like a, a special house. <laughs> you know what i mean like i think just like the higher the budget the less they use wb and stuff but like the lower the budget everyone's got to use the same five houses like if it's a commercial or if it's a show like i don't know i think it's based on budget that's not just opinion. can i ask you why you've been seeing a lot of iron man Oh um, yes every single night and almost always iron man 3 are all on simultaneously on three different really? channels yes <laughs> it's like fx and some other like sci-fi or something Who has that much right to it? I want to know. I'm like, how do you all three get to play this all? Maybe it's only like they only get the rights for like two weeks at a time or something. Or every night it's been on. Like, that's what we watched that night movie last night. We just watched all the Iron Man's because like they're always on right now. That's a lot of Iron Man. Wow. I got to say about that. It's a lot of Iron Man, but Iron Man's great. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's not, that's (laughs) like when all the Harry Potters are on. You can't really be mad about it. It loses it's quality content. Very true. AP is what's up. Just oh, looking for something. Hey, night. that's fine. I'm going to paint this mermaid color onto my toes. Oh, good. That sounds like a really good idea. We should be a male's mermaid for Halloween. And we could just put a bunch of things Yes. There would be such a good mermaid. She really would be. <laughs> How do you be a mermaid for Halloween, though? I don't like, really know. You have to walk no, around no, so much. No, I think you would just have to sit you somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> you to do. the candy comes to me yeah i don't think you can walk around a mermaid <laughs> but you don't have to move man that's like Mayor's like that's true man that's me like could put you in like a wagon or like life. a wheelbarrow like he caught you <laughs> and then wheel you around and get candy <laughs> right. like you could just you could pass out the candy for somebody that's true you could, could do see. that in like a baby pool yeah <laughs> in a baby yeah Okay, I, I was just trying to find that. the answer to this thing, but the, I couldn't find a definite answer. But it looks like they filmed on the WB lot and most of it on the MGM lot. So most of the episodes are MGM. But i d I've never been to that lot. I don't even know where that is or if it still exists. I have no idea. Oh, wow. Where <laughs> is MGM? It's gotta be somewhere in Hollywood. I know there is some things it's not even the same thing, but like a lot of things are just now called Hollywood Studios when you're looking up things for MGM in um when it comes to Disney World, and I'm like, it was called MGM, though, like, for the majority of the time it's been open, but, like, everything's kind of gotten erased. Like, I feel like anything MGM-associated, like, always says now, like, something else on top of it, and, like, and it used to be called MGM. Like, everyone knows what MGM is. Like, it's not a thing. You should just call it the original name if it was made under that name. Like, you can't erase history. I don't know what's going on with that conspiracy. It's in Beverly Hills. Bedley Hills. Beverly Hills, founded in 1924. Ooh, the twenty. Okay, I lost track. Okay, so wait, Twilight Zone's always in the same town. No, it's not. You know, always in the same town. I think this not in the same town, but I mean, like the same. A lot of the same sets were used. the same. The the same physical town of like not in the story. Yeah, and I feel like the impressions that I always remember from that. Is, first of all, of course, Mr. Iconic narrator man who just pops out of nowhere and I love him so much for it. Like, the drama involved of him just sliding out of a shadow and then telling you that you've been in the Twilight Zone the whole time Mm -hmm. is literally iconic. Also, (laughs) the idea that it is always does seem to be some horrific sort of a controlled environment where everyone is turning against one person or one person has too much power and is controlling everyone else. Or a reflection of beauty standards mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of that there's a like i feel like there was several episodes where it's either everyone with the pig nose needs to have a pig nose or like yeah <laughs> oh yeah or the um this i i have the name of that one up there too it was like in the eye of the beholder the ep- or something beauty is in the eye of the beholder. yeah that was a good one. Oh, okay so guys all right this is why i was confused about this mgm was called MGM but now it's Sony Pictures Studios and I have been there it's in Culver City oh that's really cool yeah so it says now it's currently owned by Sony Pictures Entertainment but it was the original stories of Metro Golden Mare from 1924 to 1986 so that would have been when they were filming the Twilight Zone the Twilight Zone Sony Pictures that's where I did I was uh, extra in the one that I don't think it came out yet but there's a show Ryan Murphy did called uh ratchet which was like based on one oh, flew over the cuckoo's nest the nurse ratchet. yeah and it was supposed to be set the, the scene we did was supposed to be the last day of world war ii so we were doing it on the their like new york street that looks old there and they do have a little town set up just like wb they look pretty similar so it's probably just as old as the wb one well yeah it has to be it was built in 1924 i wonder if it's ever a relief for like casting agencies or like location services for when it's something like that it's like well we need to film something in world war ii era yeah it's like oh that's fine we got like four built streets yeah. to pick from just repaint it yeah, that's, that's like, all they do they just redress it they just like have to change pretty much the window displays like in the shops and stuff to be period right yeah just the, specific the accessories mm-hmm. but like the the actual architecture of new york doesn't really change yeah that's very true it's an old it's an old yeah. city it's one of the oldest ones we have so there's new stuff on top of it but right if you're trying to keep it to a certain decade then you really only have to remove things rather than yeah and them. they're only usually shooting at street level it's not like they're up looking up at you need to see what skyscrapers are there because they can add that later if they need it to be more modern you know with like green screens and stuff Yeah. but mm-hmm. where they're shooting is just like people walking in front of storefronts so that's really the only thing they really need to change it's amazing the Twilight zone the twilight zone just keep saying the twilight zone and then that makes it connected to this somehow i mean like in general though like because we were talking about it, when we were talking about it before we were like why did what even is the twilight zone and i feel like that would be a yes. thing to talk about from it like he always says it like it's a fifth dimension or something or like a state mm-hmm. of mind a status but then we're always right. like but mm-hmm. th- every single episode like mary just said is like it's either a beauty standard it's either it's all a conspiracy it's, it's either yeah. aliens so i kind of feel like he just wrote like red sterling just like wrote whatever confused him and made yes. the, the twilight zone <laughs> but like everyone's like, i think all, you're right about that like in all seriousness you can everyone relates to that like we're like what am i yeah. in like the twilight zone right now like i hate this <laughs> I, I think we're in it right now <laughs> oh my gosh you guys we're totally in the twilight <laughs> zone right now I can't find I can't oh, find sure. the quote, but one of the things I was looking up was what he says about that. Like it's a something and something, the reality of whatever, like whatever his intro or ed, or end thing is. We gotta find the quote. Okay. What is it? Yeah. We gotta find the direct quote because I don't want to mess it up too badly. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Let me see where it is. I mean, I found out lots of really cool stuff about him, but I can't find his his Twilight Zone quote. Come on, Rod. <laughs> what <Where> is <laughs> I it? I also like how he is he is just in the show every time yeah like I love it when creators make themselves the narrator he's not in the beginning though because I because I've been like I told you I started with season one and he's never there and I kept expecting to be there and finally I was like Harrison where is he I thought he's supposed to show up and be like you're in the twilight zone and he's like no I guess he doesn't do that till like later (laughs) yeah he doesn't do it in all of season one he never shows up you hear him he narrates the beginning but he never shows up I wonder if, like, people were starting to get confused or something. Like, maybe yeah, he started needing yeah. okay to. Me. <laughs> and, like, people liked seeing him more. So they just kept doing it. Like, they kept saying, go. It's the introduction from season one. Okay, cool. And this is how it uh, It says, there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is in the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call. That's it. That's and then it, there's just. this other one that I've actually seen a lot too for the ride and stuff. It's like you're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only sight and I'm sorry, a dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the tw- the Twilight. <laughs> I feel like that one really, like, <laughs> was a bump up from the first one. Yeah. That's season two. Wow. For season two. <laughs> Why does that sound he so funny? He's getting better. I don't know. He's just, he knows what he's worth, <laughs> and he's building his, um, his character repertoire. Yeah. yeah. He knows <laughs> he's bringing you to a new dimension, guys. But, like, it's just so much unexpected I think social commentary yes it's all social commentary it's just it's all social commentary which is essentially it just kept reminding me of like the original series of Star Trek it's like (laughs) like almost every episode I am not as familiar with as you guys are but broken down it's important but it's just the same thing it's like the same thing as like you don't expect it if you're just watching it and (laughs) like you're just thinking you're watching Star Trek and then and then all of a sudden you realize there's like some comparison like a moral. between like there's a moral of like like oh really the the klingons are the russians and we're all in the cold war still like there's always some like some underlying like mm. thing there that they're talking about or, they're, or they're, they're just gonna slip it in there is it does it start like, around I... the same time period as this but that's in color isn't yes. it and star trek always in color star trek was always in color but they were i believe the first series came out in 1962 <laughs> And then it ran for three okay, so that's years. That's only a few years after this. It starts in 59. Yeah. I think for sure. But this stayed in play black play. and white. Oh. That might have been a, I wonder if that was an aesthetic choice. Maybe, maybe it was. It could have been because that definitely seems more creepy. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it might also I'm be settling. kind of the reason, like if you think of like Hitchcock kept things black and yeah. white in Psycho as a, as a choice for like rating purposes and also to keep the horror of it on a more, like to add to the eeriness of it mm-hmm. so it maybe was like maybe they were ex- they just maybe by necessity it stayed black and white first and then they just kept it for continuity or yeah I don't I'm know. trying to think I always think of bewitched as the term of, of like as a show that began in black and white and then ended in color mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I'm like when did that happen then you can kind and of see and I think see, Lucy like, did color color the same thing too it. oh yeah I love Lucy definitely... was Lucy in color yeah. later yeah yeah Oh, later it was probably. I think it was on the same time as Bewitched, so they probably all made like the switch around the same time. But I wonder if that was a style choice for Twilight Zone or not. I wonder. Bewitched turned to color in nineteen sixty-six, so that was after mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Star Trek. Unless I got those years vastly wrong pretty sure 1962 though was when the when the first season came out. Maybe I went, I wonder if it depended on the channel you were on. <laughs> oh wait, no, I did get it wrong. I did get it wrong. 1966 was the first one. It was on for 3 years till 69. So 66 would have been the first year that color television seemed to be a, a standard. You learn something new every day. And you know yeah. what? Above where I found the little intro stuff, there's a quote from him that if it's okay I'll just read it. It's definitely saying what you just said, Mayor, about him talking about people judging people. And it just says, Mm -hmm. I happen to think that the singular evil of our time is prejudice. It is from this evil that grow and multiply. In almost anything I've written, there is a thread on this a man's seemingly palpable need to dislike someone other than himself. That was from the LA Times in 1967. Yeah, that was right on the money, Mayor. I think so. and and but it, sorry go ahead no you can go ahead. i can't find it you go ahead i want to i don't want to misquote it <laughs> i was just gonna i was like i wonder who gave who allowed them to get away with it for as long as they did yeah i mean i can't believe it would have been popular i don't think that he did get away with have, it it sounds like, like he was fighting with executives all the time uh, like, constantly. Mm, he was crazy. always, they said, like, as much as he liked themes of these things, he was equally um, fighting with people about putting them in every single episode he had to fight for it. Jesus, Because they'd be like, we don't mm. like this uh, talking about racism and this thing. And, and then he'd be like, it's more of a crime not to talk about the racism. And he'd be fighting with them about it. That's right. I think he's absolutely right. 110, but 110. that's why I think... Always, though, the end doesn't always make sense. And they just explain it yeah. as the Twilight Zone. There's always, like, a twist. Oh, that yeah. He, and that's just part of his formula. He just always wants to put a twist in it. And that stemmed from, like, his very first things he ever wrote as, like, um, he started as a radio guy, like, tell radio, you know, like, radio yeah. dramas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he started his, like, entertainment career. And he'd always want to twist at the end. So I guess he just always wanted to do that, even when he started doing television we're just gonna continue this doesn't make sense at the end and that's the twilight zone that's so cool i feel like he is the epitome of the idea of like writing down a 100 story ideas and then flushing them out later like when they make, make you do that in creative writing like just like put down like three or four like like semi thought out things and then we'll pick one and then you'll grow it like he didn't grow any of them like he <laughs> yeah. just did the climax of like all of the stories, and then you never saw any of the falling action to make it make sense. Yeah, it was always just like, like this is this is the problem. Okay, and the Twilight Zone. <laughs> like then he just yeah. Of, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like I have no way to tell you how to solve this problem. Right, <laughs> You think about yes, it, it. Twilight, Zone. Twilight, Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Zone. Oh man. But it's so good. It it's, it's like you so does the same it's thing so 150 times in a row. It's so good. There's so time. many actors and actresses in it that are famous. Yes. Like, the one I saw was, had Robert yes. Redford in it playing like death. <laughs> like, yeah. What is oh my gosh. There's so many. <laughs> so many episodes. And I'm not even through season 2 yet. So oh many my God. episodes have the <laughs> leading Poppy's character welcome. be death. That is who it is. It's death. Like So many times the character is death. Yeah. And you're like how many versions of death? And sometimes they're a nice guy. Sometimes they're a terrible person. Like there's yes. so many different takes on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Now that you said that, yeah, so Yeah. are right. The was supposed to be very nice, but I only saw the end of it, so I don't even know about that one. There's a bunch of different ones. <laughs> have you come across the episode where there's a like it's it's a an heiress lady was like chasing herself on a horse oh no wait no so no good. i don't think so <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds amazing okay i gotta find out that that's one. gonna be a thing oh, i i saw the one i remember that one always sticks out in my I, I saw this one where there was a girl in a cadillac and she is driving on this road trip and it opens up did you see this one already She's like a road trip, this girl on a road trip. Okay. So. It opens up with her getting her tire changed because it went flat and some like mechanic came and helped her change her tire. Sorry, I can't talk. Change her tire. And, uh-huh. and all of a sudden there's like a hitchhiker who keeps following her the whole time and it's really creeping her out and she keeps oh. trying to tell people and it's like freaking her out because he's Ooh. like there in every town she gets to and she's like, he doesn't have a car. I don't know how he's getting there before me, you know. So like by yeah. the end of it though, you find out that she has been dead since the beginning she had a car accident and that's what like, she couldn't remember getting a flat tire because she had died in that accident but i'm like okay so how do you explain where is her body how is she talking to a mechanic that's helping her change her tire like right. those are the things that don't get explained by the end and they're just like twilight Zone. Like, but wait a minute like how, <laughs> how does this work though <laughs> So was the hitchhiker yeah, death? The hitchhiker was death. And he wasn't oh. he wasn't necessarily mean or evil or anything, and he really wasn't trying to creep her out. He was just trying to get her like in the right direction. Like he wanted to like uh-huh. talk to her and be like, Okay, let me help you go pass through to the next life here. And like he wasn't he's just doing it real creepily though. Like he kept showing up, like could you be a little bit more direct, maybe like when you talk to her the first time? Because he talks to her like seven times. Like, how about the first time you say, like, listen, <laughs> you've been dead a while now. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep running away from me. I hate and to I can't it to you. To you. Oh, man. I just Googled famous people in yeah. Twilight Zone. Oh, and this oh, is the list that came up. is Robert Redford. Wow, wow. Number one. Mm-hmm. Robert Redford.
1: George Takai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's, yeah. Who's Mr.
0: Sulu from yeah. Star Trek. He's going to be He's pretty in young there. in that. Right? Yeah, he's looks. Yeah, he's the same age as he would be in a few years younger than when he is in Star Trek. It's funny because his hair in Star Trek, he's he. They all look like 60s in yeah. space. But Mr. Sulu just looks like he has like a clean cut haircut. From what I can remember, this photo that came up of him in, in the Twilight Zone, he looks so much more sixties. <laughs> like if that makes sense. Like I don't think I ever saw him like at the proper sixties. <laughs> just like in regular like, 60s living style. In the 60s. Just, yeah, yeah, just as himself as George Sakai. But uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. <laughs> was also I don't in. Think this. I know him. Uh, he's like that. I... Isn't that Sally Duvall's or? I don't th- did I make that up the Duval from Shelly Duval um, I don't think it is cuz I've looked that up Shelly Duval actually there's like actually a like a street named after him in Palm Springs so I always looked him up there's like you go you can go down Robert Duval Road and it's like he's the dad <laughs> of like somebody else that's famous I'm sorry I don't know it right now but he was in that movie with like um Robert Downey Jr and he played his dad and he's a lawyer do you remember that one it's called like the judge and he's he's the oh, judge, the judge. And it, like he's like a famous actor but he's like i think like an italian american actor and he's in a lot of things and i think you would know him if you say him but gotcha. i don't know who's reynolds or... well burt reynolds was also in it okay. i know him burt reynolds i know burt reynolds charles bronson and elizabeth montgomery i know elizabeth montgomery she's bewitched yeah yeah oh, oh yeah Samantha. yeah no doubt. No wonder she looked. Up. She was. She was also oh, in the Twilight so. Zone in episode. The title. The title of it was Two. Is it the say which season episode. it is? Mister. Mm, it says nineteen sixty one. Three or four then. Bronson and Rosemont County. Ah, Mister William Shatner in Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. Oh yeah, he's the one with the the guy on the wings. Yeah. On the wing, guys. I forgot he was in that <laughs> on one. On the wing. <laughs> There's something. On the wing. Everybody's been There's in something, this. So- on the- and boy, oh, wow. What? Straight up, the whole cast. The whole cast, cast is—that's crazy. I don't know That's who awesome. Dennis Hopper is, but Ron Howard. Oh wow, also there. Classic. Is he, is he little? Probably in that. I don't probably know. Little boy. Yeah, he is the little boy. The little boy with a little <laughs> punk face on in this picture. I don't know who Veronica Cartwright is. I don't know. But I know. Oh, Carol yeah. Burnett. Oh yeah. She is. She's a bitch. She smile. really does. I, I don't know why this is going to make absolutely no <laughs> sense, but Carol Burnett's smile reminds me of Tim Curry's smile. I feel like they look similar. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sis. Yeah. But I know they're not related. <laughs> I, I don't know why. That's I don't know what smile. that is. That's is a good that? comparison. That's fantastic. I wonder if. <laughs> I don't know who Jonathan Winters is or Martin Lando. Martin Lando. Yeah. Is it- Sydney Pollock. Yeah. James. Oh, this guy looks so familiar. I'm going to send this picture to you because I do not recognize his name. Did you know who James no. Dumont is? No. I do not. But okay, I'm going to send you this photo because that looks okay. like someone. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this. You're no in real life. The, okay, now I'm in the chat. Okay, cool. Yes. That oh, I don't suck. know him. No, I don't know him. <laughs> but doesn't he look familiar? Oh, is that Scotty? Doesn't, yeah, or is that something Scotty about from... that face. Okay, that's oh, why that's, that's why he doesn't look familiar it. to me and you guys know him. Definitely <laughs> so really the whole fucking yeah. cast. Well, I, I mean, those were the working actors of the time. For, I mean, for your horde, you know? Yeah, it's true, it makes sense. Very true. It is just funny when you like when you kind of have that realization. It's almost like when you think that yeah. all British actors know each other and like you know for a fact that they can't. But it does seem like they all perpetually I don't know on the same show on NBC. I think at they the all point. know I think they do know each other. I think sure. they all do. I think it's a pretty small network. <laughs> I think they go to the same acting, everything. Like acting, yeah. schools, plays. I think so, too. End, I think they absolutely 100% know each other. And if they didn't meet before, I feel like when they do meet, they're instant best friends. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. I know you from the set of yeah. So. You worked with whatever his name is on that play. right? Yeah. like we're, we're yep. all gonna be in harry potter yes. next week <laughs> exactly Let's steal. we're all gonna be on harry potter or doctor who they're all just on the same mm-hmm. cast always mm-hmm. always 100%. and forever uh, guys i got i got some stuff yeah most of these are men stuff that i don't Life that is super interesting please tell I me i need to tell you about it please tell us okay so as me. he started in in um the radio and he really wanted to work in television and when he started writing his scripts to pitch to different networks they kept saying that they were too controversial and they didn't feel comfortable airing them, the executives. Oh, so he said, the only way that I'm going to be able to get around this is to make my own show or to try to make a pilot for my own show because he kept pitching them to shows that already existed. And they were like, we can't take we can't take this ah. script. It's too controversial. So he, oh, yes. his first ah. thing that he made, um, said something about seeing his scripts to visit, blah, 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 blah. Something about a Chrysler building. I don't really understand the actual issue about the Chrysler building they said they removed it from the script. Sponsored by Ford, does Ford have? Oh, because Chrysler's a car and Ford doesn't like them, right? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, Stuff <laughs> so, so, so like that was ticking him off. Um, he wanted to have the Chrysler oh, building geez. in the script, and it was sponsored by Ford, and they didn't want to have that building in it. So oh. he made a pilot. Well, I guess it was like a standalone story called "The Time Element," and he submitted it to CBS. And he wanted it to be a pilot for a weekly show, The Twilight Zone. That's what he wanted it to be for, right? Instead, CBS yeah. bought the science fiction script, and guess who produced it? Who? Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball. No way! Oh, yeah, Oh no! So they produced it, oh, snap. Um, and they had it as a standalone thing, and it ended up not being the, Twilight, the the pilot for The Twilight Zone like he wanted it to be, and it was fine. He just went on to make other episodes for that but that was a standalone fiction i guess it was a movie yeah and wow. it was produced by desi and lucille and it's about a man who's having vivid nightmares about the attack on pearl harbor and he keeps going back to the same point in time thinking that he can stop it and he can't but oh, no. um oh. so it's it they make it seem like he's having a dream or whatever but it seems like he's actually going back in time and that's the twist at the end like so, that's a, that sounds like a good movie. Yeah, but it definitely does sound like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure, yeah. But it's so funny that they produced it. The CBS that's bought the awesome. script produced by Desiree Arnaz and Lucille Ball. Huh. And then he went on to make The Twilight Zone the next year by oh, CBS. Totally. So I guess that's why CBS still has, maybe mm-hmm. they still have the rights to it because I know they just did that reboot with um, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I feel Me like she would have done a really good job. I do with... want to see that. It's just one of those things you have to pay for with that I don't want to. continuing the effort. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. It's straight up exactly what it is. I would have already right seen exactly. You would have all <laughs> totally watched that already if it wasn't on uh, a private streaming thing. That is an excellent bit of information. Information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just tell us Please. about that ride you were talking about. Okay, for sure. But also the only thing I did write down for sure, other than the ride stuff, is about how it kind of just like a lot of things, obviously, I think it, were inspired by the um, Twilight Zone. And I just think like, that's always something they ask you to talk about in a research paper. So I think I yes. always want oh, yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> and I don't really know why, because like, if you're asking us to talk about this thing, just let us talk about the thing. Don't make us like talk about. New- then you gotta find like a new article from like twenty nineteen. Like you know what I mean. There's always that one new example yeah. on your work site. They day. want to talk you to talk about the the. I, yeah. I don't know why that ticks me off. But they want to know what the consequences of it is. What's the importance? The lasting importance. It's like well, obviously it's important enough that you're making me write. Right. About. <laughs> so, you you this tell is me what you have made me write about. So it's important. <laughs> Um, I thought I put down um the two examples I put down are um I think the goosebump books are really similar in a lot mm. of ways. Like, the more you think oh, about yeah. it, in that they're very like self encapsulated, like each book is its own Goosebump story. Yeah. You know, there's a couple that have sequels, like the dummy ones. Yeah. But most of them are very different every single time. Like it's a different kid every single time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's always a big twist at the end, like the toilet yeah. Zone Like, um just like And then you're just supposed to be like, well, that's what happens in Goosebumps. I'm like, do you have Goosebumps now? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Did I learn something? Yeah. And then the other one I have is, I I really don't like this show, but I know I think Mayor likes it a lot more than I do. It really creeped me out, but Courage the Cowardly Dog, that was on like- Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a real creepy show, and it definitely had a big twist at the end. That was like, in- like the whole thing was just like him being on the farm with his two oh, really? people, right. and then there'd be a creepy right. twist. Wow. Yeah, it was episodic. Every time there wasn't anything that continued from thing to plot to plot, except sometimes the mm. villains came back. Oh, like, they were so gross! Though I hated. I really they, loved they that were. Show. Our entire generation was very visibly traumatized by that show. <laughs> like, if you ever bring it up to someone else our yeah. age. Like, specifically our age. I yeah, think I didn't anyone watch anyone it. Anyone older than us, like, Matt's age or older. Right, exactly. Either know it or, like, watched it, but we're old enough to, like, for it not to affect mm-hmm. you as much as it did. You know what I mean? Like, older kids who saw it when it came out, it still was scary, but it wasn't, like, enough of a scary thing for you to be like, oh, yeah, Courage Killer, don't. But, like, if you say that to anyone All right, like like from our year or maybe, like, the year above it's like it created it's like an instantaneous like oh my gosh yeah like it's like it always comes back with this like horrifying feeling of like why did anyone let us watch that show i think it didn't even i need to i really don't know because i didn't want to i mean we could do a whole podcast on it if we really wanted to but i don't really yeah. want to. <laughs> no no yeah that's not like but it literally didn't have that many seasons it had a lot of episodes but it didn't have that many seasons and then I think they wanted to reboot it in like a CGI form when we were like at the end of middle school and it didn't go anywhere. They just made a pilot and it stopped. It's so like, I don't think there yeah. is, I don't think it overall does well. I think it's like a really niche, niche. It's, it's a niche thing that, because probably because of enough parents, who yeah. Asked yeah. it wasn't a good idea. Super nightmare. <laughs> Super yeah. nightmare-inducing, like horrifying. The only good thing is that he wins at the end of every yeah. episode. The villain never wins. It never True. is like. It, it doesn't ever culminate in something evil actually happening, but it's scary to every and everyone. Every single person remembers that same episode of that thing standing out in the middle of the desert, like, like you yeah. know what I mean? Like when, like, yeah, like whatever he says, some creepy thing, like, oh, I don't and, really like, the know. Literally, like, you could take to the moon. That's the one I don't. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. It was so sad. <laughs> it was so that sad. That's really sad. <laughs> Courage the <laughs> cowardly dog. had a very oh, tragic backstory. Like, I mean, they they explain it all, and it was very sad. But yeah, so I can see why that would be a very modern equivalent, to and that makes me curious in the fact that I wonder if that means that generation of like five to six year olds who watched that, like yeah. Twilight Zone, live. Yeah. Had that, has that same kind of like visceral impression of it like if you mentioned it to them they'd be like oh yeah that episode yeah. Of like when she had like I wonder if it comes back with that same kind of like that's the thing that scared you that you probably maybe shouldn't have been watching as that young of an age but that's the thing that was and on television and are very satisfying <laughs> at the end so you're really just disturbed yeah I think it's more disturbing yeah. it just leaves but that's you that's kind disturbed. of how the Twilight Zone is <laughs> it doesn't end happy hardly ever no it always just leaves you like right. oh, So if wonder no resolution like- at all I don't like the no resolution endings of shows. Me neither.
1: <laughs> I think yeah. we make
0: that like, clear every yeah. episode we make. It's like, we do not like no. that. <laughs> By the way, life. we do not like that. And please, everyone, please, <laughs> please rate our podcast. Do what? Uh, what do we need? Please rate our podcast. Thank you, Jess. We need we Thank need people to rate thanks. our podcast, please. If you don't really want Thank to review you so it, much. you don't have to. But yeah, can you just leave us so some stars? Because now we have ten ratings, and we'd really like That's to awesome. make it to like fifteen. That would be so nice. <laughs> Great, we could get some stars, please. Please, and then we'll do our best to organize it better for you next time. Yes, we'll do our best. Just... Right. Absolutely. I think. Basically, our podcast is like when we're in the car together and we just talk about the movie we just saw together. Yeah. That's what I feel like our podcast is. Yeah. So as long as it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. analyze it through a I literary that's lens. Good. That's just us, yes. yes, trying to trying to bring it, our, our yes. tools <laughs> to the forefront of these discussions and mm-hmm. losing them halfway through. They're just slipping through our fingers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, so each time we arrive, our tool belt is a little <laughs> less full. I <laughs> I don't know what that meant. There. I tried to follow them. I don't think through. that worked out for you that time, and I lost it. I lost it before <laughs> I mean, it even began. And so the that tool belt was not a solid <laughs> metaphor. It's belt, <smooth> there. <laughs> it's That's okay because we're not <laughs> <aware. Okay. laughs> Let's just let's just say that then. All right. This will only work for this time. Just so do you have very Do you have any backstory excuse. on the ride? Yes, I would love to talk about that. That's cool with you <laughs> I will definitely talk about that. I have Like a good couple pages here. Okay. okay. Only because I write really big. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just start at the beginning. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's like three pages. Okay. So basically in I I'm gonna start with what first about a little bit of the history and then just things that interest me about the ride. If that's cool. Yeah okay in 1993 in July of 1993 in uh the Florida MGM park that's in Walt Disney World it's now known as Hollywood Studios but at that time in 1993 it's called MGM park oh Um, that makes sense because they filmed it at MGM oh (laughs) sorry I just had to I just had to just (laughs) just put that together okay I don't know why I didn't think about saying that. Then. Um, they opened the ride uh, that's known as Tower of Chairs, the Twilight Zone's Tower of Terror ride. It opened up in 1993. Um, and it was developed in the late 1980s by the Imagineering team. I think it's kind of funny the more you look into it, though, because it's like they were looking for a ride that the, the concept started as like a falling shaft ride, like an elevator kind of idea. Like, let's get people into a cart that they can fall and feel like they're free falling but it kept changing and like getting scrapped. And they eventually built the idea for the Indiana Jones ride that's in like California. And I think they actually still had that in Orlando and then that just got changed into something else in Orlando. But like that that idea was eventually going to be the Tower of Terror and it just got scrapped and turned into the Indiana Jones ride. And they're like, well, let's make it a, like a geyser ride that you can like go up and like, it looks like you're kind of flying up through the air with water. And then that got scrapped again. And like we really need a, a e-ticket kind of ride, like a really popular like ride that's going to really draw people to MGM because there wasn't that many rides for that. That's really like mm-hmm. that's almost the lamest park, not in a mean way. It's just like ride wise, there's not. No, many I agree. Yeah, in Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah. So yeah. they were thinking like we really need an e-ticket ride, um, and the idea that Imagineers kept coming up with scarier ideas that they thought would draw more like younger audiences to, obviously, like they always are. And a lot of the ideas that they scrapped were other really creepy things like Stephen King's novels. They were thinking they were going to base the right off of all of the Stephen King novels up to that point. Or making a Vincent wow. Price ghost tour, where he pretty much is, is kind of like a Haunted Mansion. Oh, that would have been cool, life. too. I thought that was... I'm like, I would really still do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should still make, like, a, like a cute... <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, a straight-up real hotel in that area that they could have, like, named it to match the Hollywood Studios area. Or...
1: Yeah, I still think too,
0: that would be a good idea. I do they, too. I mean, I do too. Um, especially because I don't know what hotel is even right next to Hollywood Studios. Like, you kind of have to still commute, don't you? I don't, I can't think of any that are. There's like a bunch Me near either. Epcot and there's a bunch near the other ones. I don't think there's any near MGM. Yeah, It's like always like super hot and there's <laughs> not enough stuff. That's what I think. Yep, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think that-
1: you go there for your one thing, you go and see the great movie, movie ride.
0: ride. Oh, yes. Oh, snap. Which I've heard is <gasps> it's pretty cute, though. It took away the one it's super, thing. super cute. Oh. I don't want to watch any videos of it because I want to be surprised and go on it myself. Me too. So, right. I want but see I've that. heard it. It was really adorable. So but. I did love the great movie ride, though. Um, They also wanted to make a Mel Brooks narrated ride, but there's no other description for that. I'm like, what did Mel Brooks have <laughs> to do with this ride then? They could do, like, Frankenstein, I guess. Oh, that would be, that's a good idea. I mean, as long as it's Hollywood themed, it could go with anything. So. That was just someone pitching yeah. an idea. It's like, we bring in Mel Brooks, we we'll yeah. just let him go wild. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, let's see what he brings to the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so eventually they stuck, one of the engineers, or a group of them at least, stuck with the idea of um, bringing in the Twilight Zone and they got really fixated on that. And so Disney had to like license the rights with the MGM studio and getting the rights to be able to use it in the parts that they wanted to, like the film and the voice and stuff. But then there was a couple different things about Rod Serling that came into, not a problem, but like I think it's interesting. So they decided they wanted the Twilight Zone, they committed to that, they licensed it and everything. And then um, they said, we definitely need Rod Sterling in this because he's like the main man. Everyone knows him behind the ride. Like we want to do a 1930s Hollywood um, theme because that'll match the park. So even mm-hmm. though, you know, Twilight Zone could be any time period, like they wanted to commit to that to match the park. And they're like, we still need Rod Sterling in it. So we're just going to have to like cut footage from his other episodes, but his voice will not match our theme storyline. Yeah. For the specific storyline we're gonna write for the yeah. ride. So what they did was they got his wife, whose name is Carol Sterling, mm-hmm. to do voice casting auditions with the Imagineers to find a impersonator who would sound just uh. like him. Um uh. so she had to pick him though. Like it was like one of her conditions that like you can put his likeness in it and you can use his footage because it's just the same footage from the the Michelle. show. But like if you're gonna get his voice, like I need to approve it. So I think that's kind of cute because it's, like, pretty much yeah. voice approved by his wife. Like, that's pretty yeah. much the best you can get. Yeah. For... Um, his name is Mark Slurman. Right. And he was the impersonator that did almost the whole voice for the ride. They did, they did take little pieces, like, the things that um, Rod Serling says in it. Like, it's the Twilight Zone. Or like, it's a state of mind. Like, there's little clips in that that are real from the show. Mm-hmm. And most of the footage is taken from this one episode, episode called A Good Life. Which makes me really curious to just go oh, watch that episode now. That's one of they, his like most famous ones. Really? They keep what is bringing it that up. I, I, I haven't seen it, it what but is everything it? I keep reading just keeps referring to a, a Good Life. Really? Yeah. We got to watch so, it and like update yeah. this. Because like I've been meaning to like find a YouTube of it just to see what it's about. Because I don't really know how else it fits into the episode. Just that it does somehow. They took like his feet from it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to a find good a life. life is, is that it. what it's called? You do oh well i do know that one i just googled oh, it oh wait yeah. i found it okay i found the. i, do just, know that I don't one. know you might be on the same are you on the thrillist page no i just googled it just, to, just do you this, want a real I'm short synopsis? Based pictures There's and like like really i remember short it this is about this okay it's from Bring season it. three episode eight it says it's it's one of its more incensed episodes focuses on a small town in ohio plagued by a vicious monster who can read people's thoughts and kill them with his, a roll of his eyes The Beast is a six-year-old boy who hates singing and dogs, but loves people walking on eggshells who fear being banished to the cornfield. May seem silly by today's standards, but the episode reaches a grotesque climax when its capricious little snot transforms a man who stands up to him into a jack-in-the-box, topped by his old human head. The episode ends soon after, with Serling admitting there was no point to it. He just wanted to tell us about the horrifying kid. What the heck? (laughs) yeah i do i remember that one because i remember it like that was that was the trick is that like that's it was like the twist came not at the end of the episode it's like it's almost like less than halfway through you realize this monster that everyone's talking about is the little boy living in the house with them and it's like it's just disturbing he keeps them on a schedule of like when he wants to watch a television show for them but the television show i believe if i'm remembering correctly is always a plot like that he wants to happen. Like, it's like everyone in the world is, is surrounding this boy's like rules. Yeah. If that makes sense. The neighbors, the, the neighbor's dogs, the, the people who are on the television, the people who are in the town. And they're like off just in this farmhouse with this little boy, this family. That's, that's, I don't know if they even ever explain where he no, came it from. Seem, it doesn't seem to, but that's I where they use the not imagine that they got from actual Rod Serling. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes, from that episode. From the footage of it. Like of his appearance. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. Yes. His acting and stuff. Aww. I think that is interesting. And like, um, oh, I have just read something and I lost it. Some original voice. Oh, it's just that his some of his original voice from that thing is still used. Like when you see him and he says in the Twilight Zone, like that's pretty much just like taken from that episode. So it's like if you watch that episode, you're basically just watching what you would see in the ride. Like, I think that's kind of funny it's just the same information um and then when it comes to the functions of like the ride and stuff the um they combine the original idea and the new ones that they had scrapped from like trying to design the indiana jones ride that would later become that one and just a bunch of other ideas they had they call in their friends at otis to help create the actual elevator shaft idea Mm -hmm. to help Make the idea of like actually pulling the elevator down by a rope underneath it actually makes you feel like like the Otis flying. the elevator company. Yeah, Otis the elevator company. They actually use <laughs> them cool. to help them build the elevator. I think that's so cool because it's like game the. Ability. Yeah, it is though. They're they're like the people that invented the, <laughs> right. elevator, the Otis company. And there's a yeah, I mean, they in the OGs. Like you can't do it. You bring in the OGs. Exactly, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. And. There's another company they use called Eaton Kenway that actually did the horizontal mechanics of, like, pulling a vehicle horizontally. They needed, like, a new way of being able to do that. Because, like, you know, when the ride yes. starts and you kind of drive yeah. through it. They said that was very challenging yeah. and they needed that. Plus, like, the feeling of you being able to free fall because they were, like, committed to the elevator idea. Mm-hmm. And, like, just to, like, go over what the narrative is, too, real quick. um, because it's, like, that and pretty much just little tidbits that I have written down. But it's, like, their story is, like, you're in a, a 1930s hotel in Hollywood. And there's, like, a family of five, which is, like, the parents and, like, a little girl who's called Sally Sunshine, who's basically based off of Shirley Temple. She has, like, real blonde Shirley. Oh, yeah. a um, curly blonde hair. And she looks like – I think she's supposed to be famous because there's, like, paparazzi there, too. Mm-hmm. And you're her, mm-hmm. her parents, and her nanny. And then I think the bellhop so i think that makes five people and like they go into the elevator to go up to a party on the top floor of course and then a a lightning bolt strikes the elevator right as they get to the top at midnight and kills them and they turn into ghosts and then they haunt the hotel forever forever and ever from then until now like creepy ghosts do yes creepy ghosts haunt elevators so Mm -hmm. in the hollywood towns, so you're supposed to be riding through the ride just to see them and the, like, Rod certainly says something about, like, at the end of it, when you get out of the ride, it's he says something about, like, his, vo- his impersonator voice person says, like you were just through the twilight zone and if you ever want to come back make sure you know how he said something about like make sure you know what you're getting into next time because you know you're going to get into the fifth dimension it's something like <laughs> watch your back next time and i'm like what, what? <laughs> well, like, i don't know i just think that was a bit much i just thought that was really funny. i think that i think <laughs> the end of every episode you're supposed to feel a little bit like like wtf and yeah. i feel like that's the that's the feeling they want you to get off the ride as well yes i think you're right i think it's a little bit like get over yourself yeah. this is that's why I like exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like you kid off the yeah ride and you're like, i kind of feel a little attacked and i don't know i don't know if he was judging me or if i was not supposed to get on the ride <laughs> um and then they did um over the years from 1993 to now they changed it about four or five times to- i think it's up to four now um times of like they used to just have one different form of the ride where you'd get dropped a certain amount of times like you go up to the top floor and you fall just a certain amount of times every single time and then they did like two different ride, two different versions of that like you can either get one or two different versions then they brought it up to, like, six different versions, and now it's up to 12 different versions, which I think everyone our age already knows, like...
1: Like different on the patterns top, of okay.
0: it falling? Yes, okay. different patterns. It's, like, a digitally assigned yeah. thing now, like, which is, like, a big deal at the time. And I'm like, I, I would hope all rides are digitally assigned. Like, I would hope no one person's sitting there trying to figure out what... Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's not... It's above its above <laughs> its time, but now it's not. So I don't yes. think it's, like, that impressive now. Um, but they have the same ride in Tokyo, Paris, and here in California, and in Orlando. And the one in California already got changed to the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah. Which is kind of lame because it's, like, not Tower of Terror anymore. It's yeah. not on Zone, own. But it's still cool because it's a it's a cool ride. Have you been on the new one? No. And I really would like to go to it, even though I don't like it that – I don't like yeah. falling that much. But I still would like to – did you ever go on it? Or did I, I went like on the one there. in Orlando one time for Catherine's 13th birthday party Good. i went on it with her and i will never do it again ever in my life never yeah never oh, i i'm so with you there on this like i honestly it was terrible that it, terrible. <laughs> it, it gave me some oh, yeah. very minor yeah because i can it absolutely is i can very like clearly remember that for like probably at mm-hmm. least a month after that after after riding that ride anytime i was in the back seat of the car and we had to go up a hill if i was looking out the front of the windshield and saw us inclining yeah it would make my stomach just like fall like i could still feel like a panic moment of like <gasps> like anytime we were just like climbing up that like yeah. that hill that was like on 441 in our in parkland like i remember that being like like not having to close my eyes where I wasn't seeing that because if I wasn't seeing incline, I couldn't feel it obviously it wasn't like those hills on the roser but it was like that's what I hate I hate, like, it, it I hate that, it's that randomized I because, like, because in my head if I know how many times something's gonna fall I can at least prepare myself for it and yes. and there was no way of knowing when it was going to yeah. stop like I was it yes. was terrible yeah yeah it's literally a tower a terror that is what that is <laughs> it's full of terror I I think it's, in a way, it's kind of genius that they thought of that because, like, they could have just done it the same way they always did and it's always five drops. Yeah. But, like, if you never know, you're always going to be so scared. I felt like it was never going to stop. I was like, how many more times can this go up and drop? It's just just so awful. I love everything up until that point. I like the ghosts and the special effects and everything. It's super cool. Right? Yeah. I really like the theme of it. Yeah. It's, like, the aesthetic, the theme, the, the story. It's beautiful. I love Twilight Zone. But oh, it's man. just like they really put you in a horror they, film for like a hot second. There's like, like, it was like so many little um, references to the show all over the whole ride in every different park. It's different too. Like they put little different Easter eggs, and I'll like there's a couple that I wrote down. But one of the things that's not an Easter egg, but I just think it's crazy. They actually built the line that you wraps around the building before you can get into the building mm-hmm. to wait for the line, is literally built on uneven ground. It's literally like it makes you feel like you're walking uphill, then downhill, then slanted, then uphill, then downhill. So oh, my. Oh makes you disoriented before you get into the building because they for heaven's sake like like, they don't doors. need any help oh. disorienting me on that ride. <laughs> that's what I'm like, trying to. That oh, just really they does. So and like they said, it's like it's only second tallest to Mount Everest, but it was like the tallest until Mount Everest was made. It's like a of attractions. Of attractions, yeah. It's the tallest building in Disney World. It's. It- like 199 feet and everest is 199.5 feet i'm like wow. just don't even do that That's like the same thing but it's so freaking tall but they still had to make it look the aesthetic of the rest of the park so it still kind of looks moroccan themed they said like the like the colors like if you're standing really far away from the mm-hmm. building and you look at the building it still matches the same paint colors and aesthetic around so there's like a moroccan like outside mm-hmm. aesthetic That's to match everything. But I really like it once you go inside just not going on that ride oh yeah like, everything every other time super cool. that we've been there and like the boys wanted to go on it or if it was Harrison to go on it I would wait in line with them and then exit at the end before they get on uh, it yeah <laughs> yeah. You yeah I remember yeah. you doing that the you, time that mom like, went, went on yeah because I specifically told her before I was like "Yeah, you are not going to like yeah. this ride and she goes I'm oh, oh! fine I'm going to try it it's going to be fine and when she got off she looked at me she's like I did not like that I will never go on that again <laughs> Like mom, I tried to tell you you were not going to like that, right? <laughs> I did tell you that, mom? I because it's Papa just I think the reason why I was excited, yeah, that I was like, yes, I just thought yes, that they too. were. People it was the same time. I think of Terror, Oh no! And, yeah, <laughs> it was around. The- I don't think it was that that time that I went on it. I but I remember them I thought, telling us in my brain that they went on it. You said that though. I thought like I don't think there, but I don't think what. I, I don't think we were because I don't think mom would have ever liked because he That's had a heart true. condition yeah. him and uncle Jackie were both on heart medication mm-hmm. they were tech- they were should not have been on there but because I remember after the fact him telling us that like it was like yeah that they did that that was part of one of their like retired trips together it was going to Walt yeah. Disney World and I guess they just went to all the parks and they went on all the rides and like we, right they went on that one and they went, went on Rock, and, went Roll on Rock and, Roll and Roller Coaster and we were like, like what? what holy <laughs> what. And he, I think, from from yeah. what I can remember, he was very nonchalant about it. He's like, Yeah, like, just, Papa, did just you just want a different like ride, ride that you thought was oh, called Papa. Rock and Roller Coaster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like right? <laughs> did you just go on Pirates of talking parts talking about the Caribbean? About rock and and- and- <laughs> 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 yeah, Maybe he wanted but a great movie ride up, and, back and back he just heard someone say Rock and Roller Coaster in the line. What? Honestly, who who what a Seven year old men. <laughs> Two like seventy-five year old men. Get on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that rides they have in the park. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he went on that. <laughs> I don't know, Papa. I don't think <laughs> I don't know, Papa. That's but, too much. Oh my I gosh, was... yeah. No, Oh, yeah. I couldn't have done that more than once. Because I was really excited. I remember when we, when I went on it that first time, I was really excited thinking it was going to be like a roller coaster because I liked fast rides. I really liked roller coasters. So I was like, this is going to be great. Nope. This is going to be just a fast. It was not. Mm-mm. It was so, so not, but it was really great up until the point. And I also have a clear memory of like screaming as we're dropping and me turning to my right and seeing Matt look at me dead in the eye and just laugh. It like, just doesn't affect like him. Because he I thinks it's thinking, funny. How do, like, yeah. Like how, how do you oh. not, he was laughing at me. Like freaking out, but I remember thinking, "How do you have like the the mobility at the moment to laugh as we yeah. as we're dropping in space?" Like I didn't understand the physics <sighs> that was allowing him to have the air in his punk. lungs to actually laugh. Like I was like, "Like it broke me out of like my terror for a second because I was so confused." Can we go on a real like, quick I was tangent, seeing. real quick, real like, quick, real quick? Sure. Real quick. sure. sure. Yeah, I well, yeah, will not for sure. believe that he's read the Shakespeare until he has read the Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> so I know that he sent us a picture of the book, but he needs to re- he needs to read it. And also, I invite him to come on the podcast with the the Shakespeare that he reads, and we will go over <laughs> oh, it. And Matt, you can tell us what you learned from that yeah. Shakespeare, and I will not believe you read yeah. the Shakespeare until that episode. Also, I can call you out on whatever I want, whenever I want to. So don't tell me <laughs> don't tell me that I can't. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now moving on. And if anyone wants that to happen, please put that in a rating or something. Like if they want Matt to come on, so we can give Matt. Yes, if you would like our brother to be our next guest and our first guest, I guess right. We haven't had guests yet. (laughs) (laughs) Our next one. (laughs) Our next and only guest. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how first and our last. (laughs) Yes. I just have like <gasps> two little things left to say if um, yes, we want to. Otherwise, please we don't do. need to judge. Please sit. yes. It's just that it. really one thing and then a creepy story. So the one thing is like that. There's lots of Easter eggs and references, like I was saying before about um, props being hidden all over the set when you walk into the waiting line. There's like everything on the shelves is pretty much taken off of a of a episode. Like there's like a trumpet from an episode. Um, where that was like the instrument the actor played in the ride in the episode um there's like uh a talking tina doll that's supposed to be on the couch like when you're just supposed to be waiting in the lobby oh. there's like to- like a talking tina doll is like that's not what the name of the episode it's called something else doll yeah i saw a picture of it but i haven't seen is the episode it really yet. A- it's super creepy like if you google that doll it's a really creepy doll so i'm like of course they are gonna put that it's not gonna be a mickey mouse doll it's gonna be yeah. a talking <laughs> tina doll and like, um Fricked. there's a Mickey Mouse. There's a lot of little things like signs everywhere that says like you're doomed. Like it looks like the ghost like took letters out of like where like um it's supposed to be the names of all the guests. So it looks like the ghost like rearranged some of the letters at the bottom. It says like you're doomed. And there's like when you you can go to get your picture like buy your picture that they took during the ride. Um, it says like picture this like at the top, and that's oh, like yeah. what he always says in every episode like picture this a family of four doing blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. so there's like a lot of little cute things that I think are cute but really like if we want to get spooky time there's like a lot of haunted stories about the Orlando Tower of Terror being super haunted and like yeah. I, and why am I not like, surprised there's always haunted stories of Disney World because why wouldn't there be it's Disney World so I'm sure they're gonna always have haunted creepy stories about it because like that's what sis and Matt have always told us that there's mm-hmm. always like a ghost story from every ride that you work at mm-hmm. so that would be great if you know right. anything about this is but there's supposed to be a guy that actually was a bellhop that had a heart attack and died in the Orlando one, like when the ride was first starting, like he was like one of the original bellhops and he had a heart attack and died. Oh. And so now that platform that he died <clears> on <throat> is known as platform D, because there's like four different versions of the ride going on at the same time to like get mm-hmm. as most people in as they possibly can. So there's like four different versions of it. And right. that platform always has something weird going on every single day, apparently on the internet at least that's what they say like every single day someone has to go through it and check to make sure everything's working and they always have to have somebody with them checking on platform d because everything always breaks and then they always got to reboot everything and it's always super creepy because it's like oh wow because it's already a creepy ride so like there's already mannequins and like light pieces and stuff that have to flicker at a weird time so like when it's not it's like triple creepy and i like really creeped myself out thinking about it and got too deep in the spook and so i just wanted to say that and that is very spooky. It's spooky, <laughs> and it is even spookier when you have to do it in person. So, that is where I think I will land on that. Thank, Thank you, me. Jess, for that in depth examination of the ride. My pleasure. It was really fun and really spooky. So I really enjoyed it. I really do like want to go through the ride again, not to go on the turret part, but through the yeah. ride. Be great. Well, you can't, but the guy at the end that takes you down in the normal elevator both times that I have the last few last two times I did it anyway that I went through the line and then got off right before the actual ride part the bellhop that takes you down the elevator that will just take you down to the waiting area always oh. tries to spook you and <gasps> it freaks me out because like oh. I, I wanted to stand in the elevator and it just looks like a normal elevator but it will hold the door open for me like one of the times that I went in and and I was like this is just the one that goes downstairs right he goes is it I'm like yes right I mean right. I just want to go downstairs <laughs> Is it? What is that? <laughs> mean? And then he like it and he was like, "Yes, i just taking notes." I was, like, okay. And then like the second time, oh. the guy the guy did like a, the the scary like haunted mansion face the entire ride down, and it was just me in the elevator. Oh. Like, there was nobody else there. I was like, I don't like this. I really don't. No. I'm not enjoying this. Oh, that's oh. too much commitment because like you're already scared. You need to get yes. out of there. Not scared. <laughs> it's like you know you're taking people down in this elevator. that are too scared to go on this ride. So why are you trying to scare me? Oh my you know that I'm too scared to go on this ride. <laughs> yes. I, I already, already admitted t- that. that I'm a scary. Like just already, give me a little bit right. of chill, please. But I mean, you're not even scared to cat. It's a literally a thrill ride. It's like, like a thrill, a, thrill, thrill ride. You don't even know what it is. You don't even know how many times you're gonna drop. Like, no, and I don't that's not happen. that's not fun for me. I'm a very anxious person. Right. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Right. You know? Like I don't need to <laughs> right. willingly go find that. I don't need it. Oh my God. Can I, can I go, can I tell you some stuff that's like, okay, it's not directly related to the Twilight Zone, but because you brought up the Otis thing, I need to tell you why this would never be an actual thing that happens to you in life. You will never be in an elevator that will drop like this okay Yes. i just recently watched a history of otis elevators no way i don't know why yes yeah like last week so (laughs) wow it was about the invention of it and whatever and why scenes in movies where the cable snap and you go down plummet to your death can never actually really happen because there's so many reasons why so this ride is impossible because one when they invited they invented this thing they had like displays of it to test it for the public and fairs and stuff because it was like a brand new thing that everyone wanted to see like an elevator Oh, cool. Yeah. Because you couldn't – when they invented mm-hmm. the elevator is what really spurred the um, building of skyscrapers because before they could never get people to the top floors. So it like it influenced a bunch of stuff, but they needed to prove that uh. it was safe so they would do demonstrations at fairs and things. So there's a pulley system, first of all, which you know probably. There's a pulley system that pulls it on the cable. But on the opposite um, side of the pulley, like one end has the elevator, right? Yeah. And then the other side has a weight attached to it that is um, more than the elevator weighs. So like if somebody's in the elevator, it's electronic, obviously now. So if someone's in the elevator, it just does what it's supposed to do. But if there's nobody in the elevator, it's balanced so that it can't fall because it's attached to this weight. Right. 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 So in addition to that, there's a patented uh, system that they made underneath like the four corners if you're like looking at the bottom of the elevator it's a square yeah right right like if you're looking up at it so on the four corners of the elevator there's these little like spike looking things kind of look like little ladders that um hold like lots of weight they're made of steel so they if the elevator stops like just say it just stops working it, it catches on these like spike ladder things like even if the first one didn't hold it it would drop down to the second one and that would hold it but It rarely ever breaks any of them, and those things move if the elevator is on, but not if it's off. So, like, it would, like, the elevator would not be Uh. able to go anywhere if the electricity in the building, let's say there's, like, a fire in the building, and you can't use the elevator, and someone's stuck in it. It can't go anywhere. Oh, that's comforting. Yes. Also, there's clamps that clamp down onto it when the power is off. It has to be on for them to unclamp. Oh, so something is holding the elevator no matter nice. what, unless the buttons are working correctly and you can move it. So there's like three safety systems that—that's great—makes it, it impossible for the Otis elevator to fall. Where are the clamps are though, are they inside that, like where you are standing, or on the outside? Like they're on the cable in the out, and they're on the cable from the top, I guess. Oh, so like cable. something is holding the cable really tight. Yeah, oh, that's good. connected to. The, the shoot where that it's up and down in I guess I'm not really yes. sure there's multiple clamps there's like one on each corner but they're, they're, their default position is shut so it's like holding it they have to be turned on to let go so it's like the opposite of what you would think it would be. Yeah. I thought it would just be someone pulling down, like a rope pulling down. So like if you got stuck, you would still keep falling down or something. Like I yeah. don't think that's what it like do. it can't move, especially if it's off. It can't go anywhere. That like even amazing. if one of those systems breaks, like by default, the your last your last resort would be the giant ton weight holding it on the other side. Right. So like That'll if be- the other two fail, you can't drop. Because that thing weighs more than you. On the other side, like balancing the weight out, like a scale. Oh. Yeah. That's like the first line of defense. And then it has those patented spike things under each corner that it can't it can't fall. Like, I can't really describe how they look. They kind of look like they're curved. Like, they all go up. Like, they're little steps on a ladder that all are curved and go up. But they kept demonstrating this at a fair to show people that it was safe. And they'd get really excited about it and clap. <laughs> Every time they like, they would excited. like break the camel I'm like, if you're in it, and this rope breaks, <laughs> this is what happens, and like they don't go anywhere. They're like, yay, yay, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna die. Let's they would demonstrate it themselves. The Otis, the Otis brothers or whatever would get in the elevator. That's great. That's great yes. marketing. So that's that. Um, that's I mean, just, to tell you, and that's crazy. why that ride is impossible. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That gives me a lot of comfort. And then the lot. other thing I thought of that I just remembered while we were talking about this is I okay. had a communications professor named Professor De Los Santos. I don't know his oh op- his God. first name. I don't that remember his first name. name. Yeah, he was excellent. He was an older gentleman. His name was Professor De Los Santos. And in the communications class, he told us that his favorite, he was a journalist before he retired and then he became a professor. Nice. And he said that his favorite interview he ever did was with Rod Serling. Oh, yes. oh my gosh, no way. Yeah. And yes. I didn't really, I, I knew he was the Twilight Zone guy, but I did not know, I was not impressed, as impressed with that then as I am now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said that this this guy yes. my teacher, was very, very tall. And he said that Rod Serling was a very short man. And oh. um, he went to the set to interview him after he was shooting an episode of The Twilight Zone. So he was still in his suit and everything. And he was up on the soundstage. And, um, the professor went up to him and talked to him on the soundstage. So they were eye level together because what? Rod Serling is, is shorter than him. <laughs> so he asked him if he wouldn't mind just doing the interview on the stage. And he was like, sure. But I was like, I just thought that I remember that story now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which, which, group is that or which It land? was at college Academy. It was one of my elective uh... choices. It was communications class. Wow. I that only just remember an that story to have it in back It wasn't like pocket. public speaking, right? It's no, 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 no. I hated <laughs> okay. that at no, this too, one was cause... This one was for journalism. It was one of the ones you could pick. And I think one of oh, my okay. tracks was journalism before I changed it to acting and then back to English or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, like the first yeah. semester. <laughs> right.
1: <But laughs> I liked the class.
0: He was great. We just talked about um, like ex- radio stuff and things like that. That is an excellent part of your class for sure i know that's uh, that would be my favorite part of my journalism career too if i could interview rod serling i think but he said it not. was <laughs> his favorite interview i wish i wonder if i could find it somewhere yeah right because it might have been televised or on camera for something yeah or just any recording of it like his voice like that would be great i know i'm not cray they did make a movie too. I should just say, like, they did make a movie of the Tower Chair ride, right? but it's like not that great. So I think it's on Disney yeah. Plus if you really want to see it. I think it is. Yeah. You're right. But they did film that at the ride parts of it. They really? It. It's in parts like outdoor parts, like where they were like standing outside of it, like the like the waiting line, and like I think some things in the lobby, but very little because a lot of it's like green screened and like in a like a little tiny room. When they finally get to the party at the end, like that's like not the ride. So I'm guessing it's more like the outdoor shots. Yeah, I guess but so. But it, it's because Kirsten does in that movie. It said Kirsten does is in that movie, and I'm like, where? Yeah, I think is she's the daughter, she, like the little one, like the little blonde girl. Yeah, I just feel like that doesn't make sense, like year wise. I feel like she's too big for that. <laughs> like I, thought I think that's her. Came. I believe it, but I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> it's, I
1: don't know man. I believe it, but it's weird.
0: <laughs> 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 sounds like fake facts but okay <laughs> um um this is totally backwards but i have a few facts about his life but oh, i should have put that in the beginning just like a tiny tiny bit of facts but he um i don't know if it's very important i mean everything's important i guess but he's from new york and he is uh from a jewish family But I guess that probably is important because that's still a minority group and that would make sense why that would influence him wanting to fight for those people all the time, you know, like in his themes and stuff. Yeah. So he's from New York and World War II happened when he was in high school and he wanted to leave high school and go join the war, go enlist right away. But he was like really close to graduation, like a week away from graduation. And his civics professor talked him into not doing that because he's like, war is temporary. You need an education when you come back. I don't want you not to have your Mm -hmm. diploma, you know, like wait graduate and if you want to still yeah. go go so he did do that um and then he went he joined and he was sent to california in the war and he was really upset about that because he knew he'd be fighting japanese people and he really wanted to fight nazis and he was not going to germany so he was mad uh-huh. um uh-huh. but he did do that and he came back from the war and he had some injuries i guess from the war and he went to get rehabilitated rehab center Yeah, And then went to college on his GI bill and he started in a different program um, at the college, but then he went to the theater department and broadcasting and that's where he got his degrees. Nice. And then went into radio from there. Those are just a few facts, a few facts about his life. Mr. Mm -hmm. Sterling. Mm -hmm. And he met his wife after the year, after the war. Sorry, Carol. I think you mentioned her too. yeah and it seems like they were still together through his whole Mm -hmm. life if she was they were together they had kids together I don't know how many kids I think I saw he had two daughters (laughs) I wonder if they were like perpetually afraid like was he always telling them like (laughs) scary stories (laughs) or is it just like the complete and total opposite like no but you weren't even allowed to watch the show oh he met Carol (laughs) at college (laughs) in the theater department that's that's nice oh yeah that's she was Christian so he went to his yeah <laughs> um, he had he had to convert to Christianity to marry her in her church. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was officially a, a Christian. Uh, yeah, and they have two daughters, Jody and Anne. Nice, nice. Yep. Those are those are all I have about that. I mean, I could talk about lots of episodes, but we've already talked for a really long time now, and I'm sure people have stopped yeah. listening at this point. Oh, sorry, peeps. Guys, guess who plays the the, the, the ghost mom in the movie in the bad movie? Who? Jan from The Office. No. James. No way! <laughs> oh but man, his mom. Well, I can't <laughs> think of a better note to leave off. <laughs> <on>. I, <disagree. laughs> I recommend all the, our audience watches it, and you have Disney books But more like, so than that, well, I recommend you watch the actual Twilight Zone because I mean, it's much better. Do that more than what I just said. <laughs> yes, instead of the movie based on the ride, based on the show <laughs> that well, was, was the written show. by somebody <laughs> completely different. Right. Go so, to the primary oh, also, source. Also, <laughs> yeah. sorry guys, this is so not in order. <laughs> also, he was influenced by Edgar Allan Poe and discussed oh. many of his story plots with Ray Bradbury. Oh man, that's like so up also important. Think. That's like yeah. so on. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Ray That sounds Bradbury... like it's all the same type of flavor. Did he wrote um... Fahrenheit 451. I'm, Von- I'm sorry, what was that? Okay, Eric. For- I was thinking of, like, Kurt... Uh, I definitely have gotten them confused before of, like, Kurt Vonnegut and him. And, like, the Harrison Brujon and some stuff. Kurt Vonnegut is... Yeah, is Harrison But Brugion I definitely think they're the... the same person. When it, Like, for sure. When you talk about one versus the other, it sounds like the same person. Yeah. I don't know why. It just is. Yeah, I mean, if you... Yeah, if you're thinking about it, he very much... Talking about Mr. Sterling again. <laughs> employs a lot of dystopian sort of archetypes and like the idea of either something being in like a hyper regimented society or or a dystopian land or like where there is all the rules or know the Mm -hmm. rules (laughs) and the sort of the idea of like Mm -hmm. the panopticon like the idea of like one thing Mm -hmm. like visualizing you know i mean keeping keeping yourself aware of of constant um what is the word Um, yeah observation that's almost something that he he kind of horrified the idea that you're constantly being watched (laughs) like that seems to come up in several episodes of like even even the idea of us being the audience seeing witnessing something going horrifying going down kind of presents the idea of like that being the ultimate horror of like you being watched Mm -hmm. without your without your knowledge (laughs) 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 that's That's a final thought And also with that episode that we were talking about that we thought had a lot of similarities to The Crucible, because it was probably in the Blacklist time period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was reading a little bit about yeah. that episode, it said it yeah, was yeah. it did come out um, fresh off the post McCarthy era, which I believe that makes perfect sense. So it's probably yeah. during the same like right after World War Two Cold War situation. It's kind of a parallel to that. But it, it's the same thing of what you're saying, though. You are watching it from happening from pretty much the aliens' point of view, and you don't know that till the end. Right. You're watching the town fall apart, and they're being watched by yeah. these aliens that are letting them tear each other apart. It just adds like a whole other layer mm-hmm. of like eeriness. Yeah, to I it. think he constantly stresses that people are their own worst enemy, yeah, basically, I- in like every episode. Yeah, because him talking to you as a breaking the fourth wall invites you right, as to an watch, active to participant watch into whatever is happening that's going down yeah to watch it yeah and so much of what he he seems to criticize on is the idea mm-hmm. of um, non-active but he's making you a non-active I mean like those sort of quote-unquote innocent bystanders <laughs> exactly he's put Why you in rot? that situation and you can't get out of it <laughs> but then he's then he's mad that at you for that. It. I literally like I've literally gone- in that same loop of thought too many times and it always frustrates me like i feel like everybody does that like shakespeare does that like all like everything ever like when they when they break the fourth wall it creates a loop of nonsense that you're like do you want me to care about this or do you not want me to right cuz i can't do right. anything about it right i mean it's you like, can you me. can to a point though but you're maybe calling me out well, standing I mean, here. It's super frustrating, but I think they're trying to point out these issues to you so that when it happens in real life, you would do something about it. I think that's the point of it. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That makes more sense. That's, right, yeah.
1: And it yeah, becomes more obvious to, to make, you that
0: there's a problem that exists. Yeah. Because if you don't even know it, if you're just I think trying to it, then you, you wouldn't even acknowledge it It's so annoying. And then you're just like, oh, so that's why I shouldn't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the like, moral of the story was <laughs> but like regular understanding oh, like willing participants of an audience do you want us to, to think, about <laughs> think about what you're saying think about what you're saying thank you that's my final thought and also what does it mean if you're a ghost <laughs> and you don't know it right <laughs> <laughs> like what can i do about that that doesn't apply to my everyday life uh, that is literally the the goosebumps book a ghost ne- the ghost a- next door like you're reading it from the perspective of like the kid that lives next door to the ghost but the, you don't even know <laughs> the ghost doesn't even know she's a ghost like samantha i think her name's samantha mm-hmm. and by the end you figure out that she died but like she like saves the boy's life and then the boy's like Wow, I'm really glad I'm alive, or whatever. And the family's at the hospital, and they're like, "How did you get out?" And they're like, "Samantha helped me." And they're like, "Who's Samantha?" And she's like, "The girl, go- the girl that lives next door." And they're like, "Nobody lives there." It's like, <laughs> <someone's-> <laughs> it's like no, it's- it just goes round and round. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank, you. thank you. Not knowing the ghost. <laughs> That's so silly to me. <laughs> it is. Why don't you know your ghost? <laughs> <laughs> For all our ghost listeners, please write Friday. Feel in free us to direct messages on our Instagram at we3English majors and let us know why you're a ghost. And <laughs> so. and what do you want us to take away from that? <laughs> is that called the fifth dimension or is that not called the fifth dimension? Are we in the fifth dimension? Are we? In please let us days. know. Please. <laughs> What is he yeah, consider the fourth, I, yeah, the fourth? I, yeah really what are the, the first four, four dimensions well is that like a uh, common thing are we just oh playing, i hate like, that guy are we being Sorry. like naive or is like that an obvious thing well i mean if you think about it something that's like 3d like three dimensional right. as opposed to two dimensional as opposed to like i can understand i've the line, never heard this, of like dimension, like and the second one is fictional because it's like in comic books right <laughs> but, you know like when you're in the second dimension go through another dimension yeah i've never yeah like multi-dimensions stuff like spider verses and such i don't know what a fifth dimension could even be referring to okay 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 listen to this On okay. Okay. <laughs> it says swedish psych physicist oscar klein states that the fifth dimension is a dimension unseen by humans where the forces of gravity and electromagnetism unite to create a simple but graceful theory of the fundamental forces so it's basically a theory it's a specific okay. thing people will build theories around Is what I'm getting it's also a jazz duo <laughs> that is important <laughs> to note because you might not know that called the fifth dimension yes it's called the fifth dimension <laughs> wow man I freaking hate theoretical physics <laughs> like breaks my brain anytime anyone ever tries to like right. b- like dumb it down for me like schrodinger's cat is like a whole metaphor like it's ex- try to explain like you know what i mean like a high process level thought theory but and that's like the, the, the only way itself, that you can get away with saying that the Twilight zone it's is it. there because it completely makes no sense <laughs> yeah no
1: yeah, like, sure. It's because no one's
0: gonna challenge him on that. to yeah, no like, <laughs> come back at him. Oh and no, like, well, no nobody could be like better can't than be you in are. the fifth dimension because first dimension, like, <laughs> no one <laughs> this can do, is, do that. This is another thing about dimensions. It says in everyday life we inhibit a space of three dimensions: height, width, and depth. Also, oh. Einstein famously revealed time to be the fourth dimension. So, oh, okay, I understand that one better. Time. okay seriously yeah i got that so the fifth einstein. one would just be out of height weight and whatever and also out of time outside yeah. of time is the fifth height, dimension got it weight, height weight and depth and then time is the okay. fourth dimension according to einstein which he's einstein so i'm gonna give you that einstein it. why is time a different dimension that we're dealing if we're in if we're all dealing with time like time is passing every minute so how are we not in that same dimension because I don't think the twilight zone time applies to our time. I think it's a different time. I don't know how to explain it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> how do you explain something that doesn't make sense? But I mean, like when Einstein says that time <laughs> is the fourth dimension, like I would love to know what that means. Like if we're not in that same dimension as time, how is time? How are we getting older? Like we're not. Well, I think if you think about it in terms of oh, dimensions okay. of which something okay, is yeah, because the by. other ones are measurements. Is so they're all measurements and you yeah, can't measure it's things in the twilight that zone. To be. It's not. Or perhaps it's measured by something—the thing that by which it is measuring. It's like you know what I mean. Like you, if you measure something in in, in um, like light years or, or something, it's like beyond your imagination. Like there could be—not that that's beyond your imagination, because that's something that's a realistic term of measurement. But that's what I understand the quote-unquote fifth dimension to be: is whatever is being measured within okay. that dimension is something that we okay. do not yet understand. This is- this is getting if that makes a sense. little like, this is how I'm taking that away. Like like uh too mathematical for my brain. Mm-hmm. A little Twilight big. Zone. Twilight Zone. So you just end it with <laughs> this has been the Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's the Twilight Zone. Please subscribe and This has been the Twilight <laughs> <is> Zone. <laughs> and everyone. thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And please, you know <laughs> find a happy ending. Uh-huh. There's too there's too many sad endings on things. You don't need don't to be choose. a ghost. Watch or listen anything with a sad ending. I freaking hate those, man. If you are a ghost, ghosts. realize don't that you don't are. Choose not to be a yeah. ghost, everyone. Acknowledge mm-hmm. it. Okay. <laughs> Acknowledge it and move on. Oh if you don't need to be stuck here Thank as ghosts you. in a sad ending. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, you guys. This is great. Did you just asked three minutes ago if I wanted to go oh. take a walk with Evie? Let me ask. Oh, are you? a are still there are you still Definitely there? Oh man. So. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, girls. <laughs>